Welcome to the Sheffield Hopcast. It is my favourite time of the year. It is our October 2019 edition. October means the Steel City Beer Festival. And uh, well, we are here. We are literally in the heart of it. We are in the upper hall of the Kellam Island Museum. The beer festival is its just opening. It's just getting underway. Uh, the first beers are being poured. And we have the full team joining us. Adam's here. Yeah, I'm here for the first time at the festival for the podcast. Of course, last, yeah, last year we replaced you with the Sack of Spuds, if I remember correctly, which was Sean's we doing. Yeah, the Sack of Spuds is uh, on holiday this year in uh, oh. in Ibiza, and so we've, we've had to bring Adam back in. Now, Sean is on better behaviour than the rest of us uh, this evening, because you've actually got some work to do tonight. I have, yeah. I'm... Um, Sort of co-coordinating on, well, in fact, no, co-coordinating. How uh, inflated out am I? I'm helping uh, <laughs> uh, Andy Cullen uh, run the Champion Beer of Sheffield uh, uh, competition later on. We're sponsoring that, Beer Central is sponsoring that for the Brilliant. first time this year. And so looking forward to being involved in that. I've also got to say something on stage publicly at 8pm. And okay. so I'm being very careful and a very good boy so that uh, everything comes out right and uh, Adam and I are involved in that judging we're doing that um, yeah it should be fun a little bit bit later on Laura is banned from the the judging Laura is here but you're not allowed to be part of the judging are you? I'm not now because you are associated with a brewery yeah Uh, a brewery actually that will have an entrant in the the competition so yeah so this is my one and only time to sit at a judge's table best of luck we are at um, judging table A is uh, is what we're uh, what we're on, and it kind of feels like the calm before the storm at the moment. So there's lots of activity in the background, and um, there, there are beers being poured. There's lots of people shuffling kind of papers around. I think there's some speeches and things like that coming up when they um, officially open the festival. Uh, but we've got in ahead of the crowd because we have all picked the beer that we really want to try. So we normally do beer of the month. We're not doing that this month. What we're doing is we're all, uh, we've all gone and, and got the beer from the uh, bar that we want to try. I feel like I could have explained that better, but it made some sort of We've all some picked sort of own beer. We're all, we're all sat with fancied. it in front of us, yeah. and we're all going to explain why and we've picked this as our, we have, our yeah. beer I mean, to you, try. Obviously, you can't, you can't see this, but we have a real variety of colours. So, Sean, you've got quite a traditional um, pale ale. Small measure. That's, it's... Um, yeah, it's it's filtered. You can see through it. There's not a lot of it because it's, it's certainly isn't obviously filtered, gone for the, but I know uh, what you mean. The, uh, yes, yeah. So um, mine is on the paler side. Adam's also got a pale, but it's a cloudier pale. Juicy, doesn't it? It's got milk fest. Um, I know what Adam's Laura's got something that just looks a bit mucky. It's brown. It is. It's not brown. It's not stout. It's not pale. It's somewhere in the middle. It looks a bit murky. It Ruby. looks like Ruby. You know when? Not Ruby. No, it's uh, no, it's tan. You know when they have to um, do some work on the street and they turn the water off, and then when they turn the water <laughs> back on and you pour it, and it comes that's out that colour. horrible, dirty colour for the first. Yeah, bit. that's. This is a real advertisement for the beer that yeah, Laura's drinking. Yeah, I'm looking forward to drinking it. To and mine is. I mean, Don't what would you describe mine? Mine's, cover, mine's quite James. dark, isn't it? Yours is very it is. thick, Porter, and dark. porterish. It's it looks porterish, stoutish. Um. I don't know in what order to do this. Shall we start with you then, Sean? What I have you picked? Was that you volunteering then, Laura? I was going to say maybe I think I should go, on, go first, and then but I'll I don't go, know what And then I'll go is. next. All right, no, yeah. I think if we've got a volunteer, 
Well, goes first. Only because I feel like mine is a very good starting point because I have chosen one of my favourite and a very underrated, in my opinion, beer style. I have picked a mild. Mild. I've picked mild. It doesn't actually even have a name. It's just called Mild. Uh, but it's from uh, White-Faced Brewing, uh, who are based in Penniston. Uh, it's run by a man called Dave, who uh, was originally a member of Penniston Homebrew Club. Hey, which still myself, a member, yeah. Dave still a member. Still a very member. lovely man who uh, me and Sean both both know, um, who's recently started uh, releasing beers under under the name Whiteface Brewing commercially. Uh, Whiteface, I should clarify, is a uh, a breed of sheep. Yep. And a very handsome sheep it is too. Whiteface sheep. Yeah, the whiteface sheep. It sounds very Game of Thrones, that, doesn't yeah, it? Like yeah, yeah. It does look like it. Yeah. Rooms the fields of Penniston. Yeah, yeah. yeah so... Um, and Hunley. <laughs> he, he knocks them out. Uh, <laughs> Killing cows. Dave is a chef, actually. <laughs> and turning them into beer. And, uh, his beers are on keg down at the Crafty Kettle, I think it is, in, in Honley very yeah. regularly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just, I basically wanted to pick this beer because I felt like uh, it was a bit of an obscure choice, really, because mild isn't necessarily something that people would get that excited about, but I think they're great. I think they're going to make a comeback. It's a cool choice for yeah. you, you cool kids. Uh, though, it's isn't it? 3.7%. Perfect starter beer for a festival and... I like the story behind James's it and where face. it's come from. Look at that face. Uh, there's also... Um, I, I'm, I'm yet to be convinced by my Just to give a little shout out as well to uh, the re- the other Penniston homebrew uh, beer that I'm aware is here, uh, also brewed by a member there, uh, the Lazy, Lazy Turtle, Turtle beers. There's mm-hmm. three of them, I think, on cast that all sound delicious, um, which is another Dave from yeah. Penniston Home. Everyone is in Penniston is, is called Dave and yeah. has a white sheep, uh, <laughs> a white fair sheep as a pet. And, and brews, yeah. brews beers. Yeah. But... Um, um, I have already had a little taste of this. Uh, What's it like? I'm very happy with it. It is. It it is just a a mild. It's lovely. I'm not. I've never been convinced by mild, but I feel if I'm going to be convinced by a mild, it's probably going to be one from Penniston because that's where I grew up. I went to Penniston Grammar School. It's like that's my hunting ground. Should that be an influence on your? your, your I mean, it should. It should push me towards feeling positive about it. Like I should want to like this beer. So if it was from one world, you'd be feeling pretty damn average about it, or would you? <laughs> I, d- I just don't really understand mild. I've never understood. How do you differentiate? Uh, yeah, what, what differentiates a mild from? What, what, what's its kind of uh, characteristic uh, uh, that makes yeah. it unique from anything else? Uh, not, oh, very, not very, not nice very strong. Uh, I think is not a bad starting point. So I don't think miles apart from Ashover's Victorian Ruby Mile, which it's is nice actually. It's all right. right. It's uh, it's strong one. Perfectly enjoyable. Very drinkable. It's got a lovely nutty aroma. Yeah, it's quite sweet. Not quite it's as bitter yeah, as a bit. It sort of passes you by a little bit, though, doesn't it? It doesn't. There's, there's no, no lasting. No. There's no lingering. Yeah, there's no lasting memories of it. Yeah, nutty it's just aroma. Pleasant. And not as bitter as a best bitter would be. Seems to take the edge off it. Nice yeah. smoothness to it, I think. Do you know what? It's kind of a beer that. It's, like nice, that it's a beer that if you end up in a pub with with a family in somewhere that, maybe in winter, maybe it's around Christmas. So you're not you're not usually you won't usually go to. And if someone gives you that, you'd be quite happy to just you would you know talk into your family or friends yeah near a nice roaring fire somewhere. That's it. You'd be quite happy to polish a few of them off, but but it's not a beer. But it beer is that you'd make in front a, of the fire. Yeah, beer, I think I could, I could it's a nice starting point. So I think yeah, a good choice food. for your first beer just of the like festival. It. Lightly hopped. Yeah. Nice and gentle. Yeah. 
Low ABV. It's a, it's a beer, isn't it? As it, you can yeah. tell, you're drinking a beer. Whereas it's, some fancy it's, Dan, some it's fancy like Dan stuff can be a bit poppy. Yeah, well, that's a, that's it's a more beer. malt driven. Yeah, which I which I like as well. Yeah. We should point out, by the way, that it, I mean it's, it's it's Thursday night, so it's the uh, no, it's Wednesday night, isn't it? It's, it's Wednesday it's, night. So yeah. it's the first. This is the opening night of the yeah. beer festival, so every single beer that is available is on. Yeah. And, and fresh. Even, I think even after kind of like night two, some of them start running out and there's stuff that's not available. So we, we've had the choice of everything. Um, who yep. wants to go next? Uh, I'll go next if you like. Yeah. Right. Uh, I uh, picked a, a beer um, largely because of the brewery, um, but also because I've had a, a fair number of these before. It's a brewery that I'm, I'm really fond of, but because I don't drink that much in Sheffield, despite having a business here, I'm normally in the car. Um, I'm not tonight, of course. And so uh, uh, Blue Bee is the brewery. Okay. I love Blue Bee. And one of my great loves in life is perhaps three or four times a year, finishing work on a Saturday night, half five, going to the Rutland, and at 10 to 6, ordering a pint of Reap Pale, and sitting and devouring it after a nice busy day in the shop. So I'm a big fan of Blue Bee. I'm also a big fan of uh, Josh's American Hop series. This is version number 40 <laughs> of his American Hop wow. series. So there have been a fair few before, but I, I love them. Uh, they're always uh, really classic. Bitterness is there as well to give it that IPA punch. They're never too strong. This one is 4.3% American 5 hop. So you get a bitterness of an IPA, but a sort of pale strength. So more of a session IPA. This is hopped with uh, Centennial, Citra, Columbus, Cascade and Mosaic. And uh, I, I can't really get these beers other than when I just call out in Sheffield now and again. So I always, I always grab a blue bee when I'm here at, uh, at Sheffield Beer Festival. Is this the uh, triple or is it a five hop or is it not? Have they stopped doing those now? Is it this the is, five hop? This or? is the five hop, five the American hop, yeah. five hop, yeah. version 40, yeah. 4.3%. I've always, yeah, I've, I'm a, I agree. I think like um, oh, it's a very underrated brewery because they don't really travel very far as far as I'm aware or yeah. as far as I see. So, Tons um, of tasting. Huh? Just yeah. that, I think like Josh brews beers that he likes to drink, and they are generally cask, generally very hoppy and very very pale. Or yeah, it's got a really good whack of bitterness to it. It hasn't has, it? it? I think the bitterness yeah. wakes you There's up. Oh wow, yeah. percentage is that four point three? Right, yeah. that that's for a four point three. That's amazing because nice it, it, it kind of feels it. like it gives you a bit of a smack, that's doesn't it? Yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It really, yeah. it's got some impact. That. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got five beers on tonight. Uh, a nice varied uh, bunch, including a coffee milk stout. So I'll uh, I'll be having a uh, two or three more of Josh's beers before yeah. the night is out. Could you go back a year or so if you're a newer listener? There is an interview with Josh. I can't remember what episode it was, but there is. We've uh, had him a couple of times, haven't we? Oh yeah, um, we actually recently. I think he's here. Yeah. Sorry, I he is here, here tonight yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so Josh he, and Louise, he always plays a really good role in the uh, in the beer festival. Josh and Louise um, run the Calum Island Tavern yeah, as well. Just, just, on just in case we forget to do it later, let's just mention now all the people that do all the hard work to make this beer festival happen, because it is. We talked about it last month. I think it's a great beer festival because it, it just perfectly blends the more traditional styles. The keg bar's great. Uh, there's always loads of good food, good entertainment. The atmosphere is really good. The venue's fantastic. Um, so yeah, just in case we forget to do that at any point, uh, huge, uh, massive, massive well done to everyone that's involved in putting this event on every year because it's brilliant. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yep. agree. 
Right, Adam, yours is a much um, much juicier kind Juicy of looking, bomb yeah. looking, but um, still cask. Oh right, because it can sometimes confuse you in these um, sort of tulip glasses. You often see a cask beer and a tulip glass here. Um, one of the first beers I spotted when I was scanning through uh, a beer. I don't think anyone's even muttered their name on any of our podcasts ever. I don't think. But a beer. Almasty. Almasty, yeah. There you go. Don't beat great. me to it. Yes. Is it the cashmere? It's not the cashmere. Oh, no. Yes, did you know it with that? As it's well. the um, Almasty Brewery, or Almasty, from uh, Newcastle, um, and it's a six percent mosaic times or with uh, a Zaka IPA, um, and it looks exactly how I was expected it to look. Um, very, very juicy, very cloudy. Um, drink quite a bit of theirs in Sheffield. Shakespeare, uh, Shakespeare, have a lot. That's Rutland. how I guessed it was theirs. Yeah, the, um, yeah. I like their branding. The, the look branding, branding the look of it. Sound like a little oh, wooden yeah, little slice yeah. stamp. So it's got it. a slightly sort of burnt look to it as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I like it. I like um, it. I'm a big fan. It's exactly kind of, it actually doesn't quite taste six percent, but it's very, very. I see lots of people fruity. in Shakespeare's. Uh, uh, drinking our masty beers and all of them look that colour and everyone seems to adore them. It's so weird, I, I yeah. I took a punt on it being theirs with that colour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're always, I've never had a bad one, I don't think. It's an interesting point about the fact that we've never mentioned before on the beer no. festival. It's one of those breweries that tends to just go a little bit under the radar, doesn't yeah, it? I don't because know if they do any small package. Do they, do they, Sean, do they do any They do. Yeah, they do it just now and again. Nothing consistently. Beautiful smell. That's very soft and fruity and is yeah, a real contrast to mm. what we've just had. No, no bitterness at all. I used to find almost quite hit and miss. Like yeah. I'd either think their beers were phenomenal or not what they set out to be. Uh, but that was probably three years ago maybe yeah. and I think they've become a lot more consistent oh, and Sean's uh, gone back in yeah, yeah only only because I'm not sure about it this is oh. it we now know. Sean when he's not driving this is what he does that's an excellent beer that's an excellent for, for a cast beer as well that's oh, yeah, really yeah. really good uh, tons of flavour really soft balanced juicy yeah for it's, my personal taste that lacks the bitterness that that the, uh, the yeah, that's why I love it. But, but it's blued that way, so I, I, we can't get around that. Yeah. I think it's, it's it's chilled. It's quite a nice temperature as well, actually. Think yeah, for that as well. So yeah, I think it'd be <laughs> an amazing keg beer that as well. Yeah, it would. Yeah, yeah, it would. Now for a bit of a change. Uh, so I'm the only person that's gone for a keg beer, and it's a little bit stronger than what we've had so far. So this is coming in at nine point five percent. Here we go. Uh, and this is a brewery that we've um, we've done before. In fact, it's a brewery that we that we visited before. <laughs> or we we have. Yes. Um, so we're Am going I gonna to be excited about this, James. Brew York, and this is Cherry yeah. Tom Coco. Oh, he's done it. So yeah, so this is the cherry infused version of the uh, Tom Coco. So we've got coconut in there. There's Tonka. And there is vanilla milk stout. It's been sat in front of me for about 50 minutes. Have you not tried it yet? To try it, and I've not tried it. So I am going to try it before I pass it around. And I apologise for that's, that. That's, that's but I am fair. really looking forward to this. I'm really excited. Have you seen the there's collab fest this weekend at Brewdog as well, and they're doing a vegan tonkoko for that with the mm. old Brewdog called. Tonkotko because it's oat what? milk instead of lactose oh right okay yeah, I think that's quite nice actually it, it doesn't it doesn't pack as much flavour as I expected it to no it I can't um, believe that that's 9.5% I've had that in can already it, it doesn't uh, taste no. it doesn't I taste think I can't believe that's 9.5% the cherry 
it knocks it out the tonka. the weirdness of yeah, the tonka, it does. doesn't it? That's exactly yeah. what I'm going to say. Yeah. I, I prefer the tonk. Uh, I think I prefer I, that. It's got I a bit really more like on second it. taste. It's because it's not quite, not very cherry either. It has that kind of slight, slight tartness. Uh, yeah. Has yeah. Like a, to it. a black foresty kind yeah. of yeah. aftertaste. Yeah. yeah, it's got a lot of chocolate flavour in there, actually. It is not. I, I, it's one of those beers, and I know we say this all the time, that it's nowhere near 9.5% no, in the taste, is it? It really is. I would say, like, sort of about 7, 7. I don't think it, I, six, I'm six, not six, sure eight to seven. That. A bit specific, but... Wow. Um... So, I mean, we've got a bit of judging to do here. We normally do this at the end of the night. We're going to do it now. So, who's picked the best beer? Can you back your own? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to back you. I'm going to say, okay. Adam, I reckon, I reckon the Almasty is the best. Um, I agree, just, but I think I'm quite impressed with the uh, Cherry Tom Coco, actually. Because uh, it does actually knock out that slight flavour that I'm not quite keen on from the regular version, so... You're not gonna, I don't, go on. I don't know. Like, I really like the Almasty. I think it's very good. Probably, I think I think you probably win. But I would <laughs> like to highly recommend that people give Mild a try, please, because it's so underrated. You know, Mild we could mate. we could I all like pick the hazy into, like, IPA. A Paul McCartney style song there. <laughs> all we are saying is give Mild a chance. It's right, a great I'll track. <laughs> a great track. I'll, uh, I'll get me cut. Right, easily the best yeah. beer of those four was uh, the Blue Bee uh, 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 Five Hop. My second favourite out of those was Laura's Mild. Yes. Oh, there you I go. wasn't a big. That was too soft for me. The, okay. the juicy fruit, and that yeah. one there. Uh, uh, the, the cherry doesn't help that. I prefer the normal Tom Coco. Am I allowed I to just? Got a winner uh, out of there then. I don't I think one we have. vote for each beer. I don't think we have. I, I I'm the only one to vote for mine. I so. think Adams might have. Squeezed a win. Did you there. go mild, Laura, with your first pick? You no, can you? I think I did go for Adams, but just to squeeze in because you haven't given me the chance to be over the month, my recent holiday to come. Did you go for Adams? I have yes. been very much oh, into right. so yeah. uh, into Three, a West so Coast IPA. You did not. So I'm uh, so we, I'm just uh, struggling to get we, into the. As, you, as we speak to you now, sir. It's a, uh, it's a, if you look at James's t shirt, uh, Sheffield Hopcast. So we're currently Podcast. recording. What's, uh, what's, uh, what's your name? Gary from uh, Lincoln Camera. All right. We've got Gary from Lincoln Camera who's joined. You, uh, you've missed the, uh, we've been doing some beer tasting. You've missed it. You've missed all the fun. You've arrived when we, we're doing the, the, the kind of the scoring. It's and very nice to meet results, you, oh, Gary. Very nice to meet you. Are you going for a beer now? I know your two friends on your table over there, actually. The Lincoln <laughs> boys, I, I know that. I've seen them this morning. So, yeah, I'll come and have a chat with you once we're, uh, once we're all done. All right. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. They're always pinching our beer mats, them two, actually. I love that. Thank you. I love that. Uh, that's, my uh, that's Gary from Lincoln. <laughs> my my from showing Lincoln. off about my holiday was firstly uh, talked over by Sean and then by Gary from, <laughs> from Lincoln. So, uh did I, I talk apologize. over your holiday? You could be like a new um, phone in person. We've got Gary from Lincoln um, <laughs> spotting in. That's bizarre. I have to go. If, if there is any shortly. proof that it's needed that Lincoln is the weirdest place in the UK, we've just had it. <laughs> no, hey, no, I like no. Lincoln. I went to uni uh, there. No. So, <laughs> I think yeah. in, to so conclude, Adam won. 
by a Adam small Winch. margin. Should we, Adam should we by a small let, margin, but all good beers. Laura mention her holiday before we finish. I feel terrible now if I... I think, I think there's a few <laughs> seconds before uh, yeah. Paul, who well, is I'm, the I'm uh, to festival coordinator, the is, is about, about to, to get on the yeah. uh, stage. No, that's quite but, all right. I'll, uh, well, I'll squeeze it in somewhere else, yeah. so don't you worry. There might, be, there might be a surprise uh, Laura appearance uh, later in the month, so... Uh, she might have a chance to talk about that. Um, so Paul, who is the organizer of the uh, yeah. festival, is uh, is about to take to the stage, and I think Go this on, is the Paul. point where they introduce uh, the charity that the festival uh, supports. So we'll be able to uh, hear a little bit about that. One thing that we always do at the festival, uh, we have a charity that we support. And we ask for your donations, either unused tokens, uh, your return glass, or just out and out cash in a bucket. Uh, this year we've chosen the Burton Street Foundation, based in Hillsborough. Uh, I'd just like to introduce Claire and Andy from Burton Street, just to tell you a little bit about what they do. Thank you. Hi, uh, I just want to say thank you very much to everybody that's involved for choosing Burton Street Foundation as their charity for this year. For those of you that are not familiar with Burton Street Foundation, we're a community project in Hillsborough, a not-for-profit organisation, and we specialise in supporting adults and children with learning disabilities. So we support over two and a half thousand, well, over two and a half thousand people visit our centre every week, and we support about 250 adults and children with learning disabilities. But Burton Street's more than that. So as a community, we've also got lots of facilities that we open up to the wider public. So we've got a cafe, we've got meeting spaces, rooms for parties. We've even got our own very small bar. Certainly it's tiny compared to this. Um, we've got a recording studio and uh, an editing suite and lots of things that we open up to the public. But our main area of expertise is learning disability services. So I'll hand you over now to Andy, who's our senior manager and in charge of all of those services, just to tell you a little bit about them. Hi everyone, uh, just a little bit more about the work that we do. So we're working with around 250 adults and children every week. We, that's the number of people we see every week over six days. We do a lot of uh, ex, um, creative activities, a lot of art and music and dance and drama and lots and lots of things. We want to do more though. That's where you all come in. Uh, so please give what you can, your tokens back and everything. We really appreciate it. Thanks very much. Okay, one final thing. Uh, I'd like to say a massive thank you to all the volunteers who helped set up the festival. They come each year, give up the free time, put in lots of effort. We literally could not do it without them. So thanks to everybody who, who puts that time in. So I think that's about it. Enjoy the beer. Thank you very much. Right, the judging is underway. It's quite tense. We are uh, we're at table A. There's Adam and me. There's Sean as well. Hi, Sean. Hello, everybody. Now, Sean's in charge, and he's loving it, bossing everyone around. He's got a huge jug of beer with him. How how's it how's it going? It's excellently so far. We, we were hoping for better judges early on, but now you're here, James. <laughs> have you uh, have you have you fiddled this? Is it a fiddle? 
well, depending on what wins. Not if we, uh, not I'm based on the first beer. Can or bottles that wins, of course. <laughs> so it's, a, it's a rather uh, uh, wasted sponsorship opportunity. All right, just to uh, to paint the scene then, so we're at the far end of the upper hall at Kellam Island Museum. There's one, two, three, four judging tables. Um, I'm, I don't. Are they the same beers that everyone's trying, or are no. diff- different tables got different We've beers? We've been given categories. I think one of those categories now is is it bitters and session pails. This is, by the way, this is Nick Nick Law. You might know Nick Law. He's on. Hello. I'm finally on your podcast. What we, what we're drinking? I weren't listening. Oh, I think the bitters and pale ales. The, the category I didn't want to get. <laughs> there we go. We thought we are three beers in with a fourth to start. Um, no, so I've just sat down, so I've missed all the kind of yeah. The, so the, we the have drama. to we have to judge them out of appearance out of five, um, aroma out of ten, weirdly, um, taste out of twenty, and then aftertaste out of ten. We don't know whether it's ha- does it have an aftertaste out of ten or is it a good aftertaste? It's just now, it's aftertaste. I then I, general I, enjoyment, and then you got to use your maths to add it up. I only sat down at your table about five minutes ago, but I already know that the first beer that you had is the worst beer in the world ever. Is that a it fair taste, description? We all thought it tasted like homebrew. It had the kits kind of homebrew multi. And Declan, who's been on our podcast before in, in Scarborough, is a homebrewer, so you might be able to tell us a little bit more about why that was so bad. Well, I'm trying not to be offended by using homebrew or tastes like homebrew. <laughs> you know a, what I mean, a bad a, homebrew. Yeah, a bad homebrew. It tastes like kind of the homebrew from kits from the 90s, um, where I think... People have bad memories of their dads messing around with uh, horrible malt extract and making something that's undrinkable. It t- what it tasted like was it had a smell of malt extract and it tasted like the beer hadn't really been given enough time. That perhaps it was rushed and it hadn't had time to kind of uh, for the yeast to clean up after itself. And you had this kind of slightly overly sticky kind of malt taste to it without an awful lot of else to balance it out. Uh, it wasn't a great beer. If, if you had to sum it up as a high sold out item, such as a pair of socks, what, what would you liken it to? It smells like if someone had spilled some beer on a rug and then forgotten that they spilled beer on the rug. And then maybe a week later, someone said, what's that smell in the room? And they're like, oh, I spilled some beer on the rug last week. It smells like that. You've been in my house. <laughs> uh, we do have a fifth person at the table as well, who's a little bit shy about talking to us, but I'm hoping she will. Uh, what's your name? My name's Katie. Hi Katie, so uh, how are you finding the experience of judging? Is it your first time? Have you done it before? No, this is my first time judging and I'm really enjoying it. Do you have a favourite beer so far? I do, it's this final one. Alright, by, by some distance or? Uh, we'll find out in a second. You've got to do your uh, your calculations. See, I always do, the, the closest thing that I can liken this to is uh, Eurovision. Because we always have Eurovision. scorecards at Eurovision, and sometimes I worry because we score them out of you know obviously the song, uh, the stage presence, uh, whether or not it's got a key change in it that obviously gets extra bonus points, uh, and sometimes my favourite song doesn't get the maximum number of points. So I have to go back and then fiddle it to give them a few extra points. So I'd be a bit worried, yeah, I'd, I'd be a bit worried about kind of doing the scoring for the early ones, and then when you get to the end and the one that you prefer doesn't get the most number of points. See, I'm a little bit concerned with this beer that... It's like, what do you think about Israel being in Eurovision? <laughs> I mean, this is what this beer's like, isn't it? It's like, it's, I'm not sure whether we've moved on to the speciality category or it's, or it's just not meant to taste like that. It's, it is like Israel in Eurovision. This, so the analogy really stacks up there, James. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. Would you so like... That, that, that would be the ultimate, wouldn't it? If there was a beer on here that is the equivalent of Australia in Eurovision, <laughs> where you're like, this is actually a pot of tea 
that's been left on the table. Why don't you actually? No, you've had you've not had one yet. Why don't you just try this one as your first beer, right. and then you'll decide whether you think that's a speciality or a session pale. So which which number beer is I'm this? I'm not sure. We'll be able to smell that. But is that definitely thirteen? All right. This is. I've never seen so many people sniffing beers. I'm going to say it's a very straw hazy colour, quite thin. Oh, it, it smells very traditional. Are you sure? It smells like, it smells like, it smells like licorice to me. I think it's like a wit. No, it does. It does. It does develop. It does. Yeah, it has. It's a bit vicey as well, isn't it? There is a bit of a banana bubblegum kind of thing going on. Adam, is it your um, first year judging? Yeah, no, I've done it before. Yeah. How are you? I mean, you're really into it. You've got pen, paper, and everything. Yeah, it's been good so far. Yeah. The inconvenience, you've got to record a bit of a podcast. I'm interrupting your judging. I <laughs> know it's funny. I know it's just um, the scoring categories and the kind of um, the scoring kind of. Sh- the sheet that gives you the advice is a bit bit odd because um, it asks you to um, get, did you get the flavours you expect from the style of beer I'm like well, I don't know what style of beer it should be necessarily this one so um, I don't mind that I quite like that I mean, yeah it's alright it's just really unusual we think so yeah speciality beers alright I think so so we're about what is it about half an hour or so into judging now what's the kind of the, the time scale from here what's the timetable um, we've got uh, two more tables to fill. Stephen is on table D there, and then in the distance, and uh, and E to go. The um, each table will put forward one beer from their table that will go into the final, and unless two beers draw, and then both of them will go into the final. Final table should kick off around 6 p.m. And we've got Roger Props involved on the finals table, plus then other judges that may arrive later or we may handpick some of the judges from the uh, which is why we're paying attention to neatness of handwriting uh, general smiling at each table uh, in terms of selecting for the finals table and then about 7 o'clock-ish we'll announce Sheffield's champion beer champion beer of Sheffield so you're judging the judges that's your job yes yes it's yeah. a cracking job. It is. A, have, you got, have you got your eye on anyone? The thing is, nobody knew I was judging the judges until I've just obviously blurted it out on air. But there's only this table that knows it. Yeah. And then everybody who listens to it when they're who's, who's your favourite judge from that table just behind us? Um, Kate, because she would tell me off if I said anyone else. So that's uh, Kate, uh, who you will know from the Sheffield beer scene if you go to the Rutland or to the Crow. But she's also got very, very neat handwriting. So uh, that's the main reason I would select her. It's a little bit creepy looking at people's handwriting, isn't it? Uh, as an ex-teacher, it's a, a, a natural a natural thing. And you never you slap somebody around the ear oil and say, Nicholson. You never did test us on the... A um, little bit neater. Ne- this, Nicholson is the, uh, this is the first year that you've kind of done this bit, isn't it? Because normally you're down at the keg bar. That's what you normally yeah. sponsor, and it's kind of changed this year. Yeah, we, we uh, Abbeydale are sponsoring the keg bar this year, and so we thought it was a nice opportunity to get involved in uh, in sponsoring the Champion Beer of Sheffield. I used to judge on this, but now I'm judging the judges, like you said, so I'm not going to have too many to drink before uh, beforehand. All right. That's going to be a, a good old task, that, announcing the, uh, announcing the winner. I'm going to go daft from there. <laughs> go daft. That's good old Sean, leaving it to the last couple of hours. Uh, right, OK, well, um, i better let you guys judge. I've got to go on, a, on another table and do some judging. And uh, we will report back from the, the, the best beer area when it comes around to the uh, announcement of the winner in a couple of hours' time. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. 
Moment of truth. We got the uh, final results from the voting for the champion beer of Sheffield. Yes. <laughs> this year the competition's been sponsored by Beer Central, who uh, were based in Moor Markets, excellent bottle shop. And I'm going to hand you over to Sean Clark from Beer Central to announce the winners. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, everyone. So we're going to announce the champion beer of Sheffield in reverse order, uh, from bronze, silver to gold. So first up is bronze. Congratulations to a, a brewery that have been around the Sheffield beer scene for some years now. Uh, the bronze medal goes to Bradfield Brewery for their vanilla stout. Right, the silver award, second place, goes to Sheffield Brewery with a beer that I'm really going to enjoy saying because I'm a Barnsley lad. Get the Senna doers. Well done, guys. So, gold medal winner of uh, Sheffield Beer and Cider Festival 2019 goes to Triple Point Brewery with their debut US Hopped IPA. Brilliant beer. Thanks again, everyone, for uh, attending tonight. Thanks to Paul for being chief organiser this year as well. Done a brilliant job leading up to the event, certainly communicating with us. And uh, enjoy the rest of the festival. Thank you. So we're back. We've had a, f we've had a few beers. We've done some tastings. Uh, we've done some judging. Laura's here. I haven't done any judging. I've just been judging. drinking. Laura's not allowed to judge, <laughs> being part of the one of the breweries. So uh, yeah, um, we've also been joined uh, by uh, Roger Protz, who was a, a British writer, journalist, and campaigner, according to uh, Wikipedia. So, uh, <laughs> good evening. Good evening, uh, Roger. Um, I'd probably just start by um, for anybody who probably might not have heard of you, if you could give a, maybe a, a bit of a brief overview of your, you know quite a few years now we've involved in the beer oh. industry and uh, yeah, just gives a bit of an overview if that's yeah. okay. A very long time actually. Yeah, I've been writing about beer since the late 1970s. Uh, I fell into it almost by accident. Always been a journalist <coughs> and um, there was a job going at camera in 1976 so I was out of work at the time so I uh, went along there, got the job and uh, never looked back really. <laughs> So um, back in the sort of self seventies, um, kind of talk about what the beer industry was like <laughs> back then, and maybe why you kind of what kind of things you were involved in yeah. that sort of time. It was very different back then. You'd, you'd had the creation of what were called the big six national breweries, people like Bass, <coughs> Tetley's, Whitbread, Scottish and Newcastle, and um, <coughs> they were hell bent on foisting what they called keg beer on the population, and taking over, closing down smaller breweries, producing good old cask-conditioned beer. And, of course, Camera sprang up to try and stop that and was very, very successful. And um, back then, though, I mean, it's very interesting, the very first Good Beer Guide, published in 1974, listed just 116 breweries in the entire country. Today, there's over 2,000 breweries. <laughs> and back then, most of those breweries produced just two types of beer, mild and bitter, and nothing else. I love that. <laughs> yeah, look at the choice now. Um, I'm giving a talk this evening on IPA. IPA has come back from the dead. 
you've now got proper porters and stouts and barley wines, but also people are innovating, producing the most amazing new types of beer as well. You're getting sour beers, whatever they are, we can discuss <laughs> that. Um, Bel- of course, everybody loves Belgian beer, so lots of Belgian style beers. And what is very exciting to me, <coughs> excuse me, is beers aged in wood because that brings a whole new complexity yeah. to the beer. It's interesting you say that because um, Jim, who was um, husband of uh, of Laura, she is very into his like uh, wood aged in beers and um, sort of the souring process. He and stuff. Is. So it's a it, like it's very yeah. interesting to see that coming back. Yeah. Um, mm. Is that something you've found yourself getting into, or are you mm. it's still mm. quite t- traditional in your tastes? Or well, I try to be very open-minded. I mean, obviously I'm getting on, but there are lots of younger beer drinkers around these days, and brewers have to cater for younger people, not just old crusties like me, <laughs> as Boris Johnson would say. <laughs> um, we've got to reach out to a younger generation and, and bring them into beer drinking and beer enjoyment. But um, I do like traditional beers. I did a piece a couple of weeks ago about draft bass, now, when I first started writing about beer, the number one beer in the country by far was Draft Bass. I opened the new Good Beer Guide, published a few weeks ago. There's only one pub in the whole of London serving Draft Bass, which used to be needing one million barrels of beer a year, and now it's very, very hard to find. Now, Draft, I went to this one pub called the Express Tavern on Kew Bridge Road in West London. And I hadn't had draft bass for ages. Oh my God, it was so beautiful. And what I like about it is it's got a superb balance. I think too many new younger breweries, particularly American breweries, just throw in piles and piles of hops. But to me, beer is about balance. It's the interesting beer, the most interesting drink style in the world because we all know that you make wine by crushing grapes and you've got grape juice and you ferment it. With cider, you've got apples and you crush the apples and you ferment the apple juice. With beer, you're using two totally different ingredients, malted grain, usually barley, and hops. The malted barley gives a biscuity, sweetish character, the sugars for fermentation, the hops give aroma and bitterness to the beer. And you've got to get that balance right. And that pint of bass I had two weeks ago still lives in my memory because it was such a beautifully balanced beer. That's what I really love. I'm afraid I'm, I can't. I've just been given this IPA. Oh, and that to me, I'm afraid, is just too overwhelmingly bitter. <laughs> it may be a sign of age that I don't like increasingly bitter beers anymore. But I, I want some malt in that beer as well. This is slightly separate to this. I was just kind of on a bit of an offshoot. I was thinking about um, sparkled beer and unsparkled beer. And being more traditionally northern beers being sparkled. Uh, <laughs> as you sound you're probably from the south. Um, well, <laughs> just I was, a bit, I've been just quite a interested bit. in your opinion on um, on, on, on that, and uh, do you have a preference? Uh, well, <coughs> I don't live in London now. I live in St Albans in Hertfordshire, but I grew up in East London, so I'm used to the way in which London beers are served. And they're not, it's, it's a complete myth that they're served flat, they're not. Mm. You have the London head, which is a bit like the, the beer in front of me, which is a very thin collar of foam. I remember the first time I came to Sheffield a long time ago, I went into a pub and asked for a pint of beer. And I thought, well, I'm being shortchanged here because I've never seen so much <laughs> froth on a beer in all my life before. <laughs> and it does change. It changes the character of the beer, the way you serve it. I'm not criticising the North. You should 
brew, brew and serve the beer you, the way you want to serve it. But um, if you, I went into a pub in St Albans some years ago, and I said to the, um, I was with somebody from Leeds, and he said, I want a beer with a northern head. So he said to the landlord, Have you got a sparkler? He said, Yes. So he screwed the sparkler on the spout, pulled a beer with a big frothy head, and it tasted totally different. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, you, you spoke about your visits to Sheffield. I mean, Sheffield's been associated with beer for a long time now, and um, I just wondered if you had any kind of experience of the beer scene in Sheffield over the years, and do you have any favourite pubs you've ever you've visited oh. or you like to revi- you like Crikey. to uh, revisit? Um, <coughs> one of my favourite pubs is the University Arms. The reason I choose that is my son was at university here, so the pub was just over the road. <laughs> so I'd often meet him in the University Arms, which is a lovely pub, which I hear is under threat. I think it was, but I think it's all right again. Yeah, um, there was yeah. a period a few years ago where um, I think there was a bit of a campaign about seeing it added some sort of yeah. importance <laughs> in the yeah. area, so I don't know what the term for it is, but um, it doesn't seem to... No one yeah, it went it under the, uh, <laughs> it's the ACV process, isn't it? Is, uh, yes, is that what it's called? True. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I think we're all right. Oh, it, good. But, uh, yeah. a, that'd be a great loss, great loss. Um, crikey. <laughs> I remember going to a match at Hillsborough some years ago. It Good was a, <laughs> <laughs> um, It was an FA Cup match. West Ham, my team, were playing Wednesday. And even though West Ham were in the Premiership and Wednesday were in the Championship, West Ham, of course, managed to lose. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I went and drowned my sorrows afterwards at the station. The brewery, oh, yeah, the uh, Sheffield Tap. Yes, which I think is absolutely amazing. I was going to the Barnsley Brewery some years ago and I, I, I arrived very late at the Barnsley Brewery because I missed train after train from Sheffield to Barnsley to stay in the town. It's a magnificent, um, the way they brought it back and redesigned it and the choice of beers is amazing in there. And I'm, I think the, the Thornbridge beers are extremely good. Yeah, we're quite spoiled in Sheffield. But, I mean, we, we often talk about um, Thornbridge beers and having probably, what, maybe... Eight, well, probably five to eight pubs in, in the city now, or in the in the in the, in the area. Um, I think about their beers and them being quite good with cask and keg. I mean, mm. how do you see uh, how how do you uh, how do you find the industry these days? Are you still quite a traditional drinker? Do you drink a lot of cask beers, or you go yep. into the keg? Beers? Well, I am traditional. If I go into a pub, I look at the hand pumps and see what's on. If it's a bit boring in the sense that. Um, they're beers I know well and can get any day of the week. I might look at the keg taps as well. And um, I think the main problem, we're talking about the modern brewing industry, it's changed out of all recognition since the big brewers gave up brewing. Yeah. Now, whatever you think about the old big brewers, you can con- you can condemn them for phasing out cask and, and going for keg and lager in particular, but they were st- sticklers for quality. I remember doing a piece for The Guardian. I spent a day with the quality control manager of Allied Breweries. I went round to pub after pub with him, and if he found a speck of dust or a spider's web in the cellar of a pub, he'd give the landlord absolute hell. The pub coast couldn't care less about that. The pub coast just want to shift beer as fast as possible through their pubs. They treat them like petrol stations. don't care too much about the quality of the beer. I went round the corner to my local pub in St Albans a few weeks ago. The only cask beer on was Pedigree, which is a lovely beer, one of my favourite beers. It was filthy, disgusting and undrinkable. That's four quid down the drain at London prices. So what did I do? My second pint was a pint of, of keg because I knew the keg beer was likely to be in good condition. Mm. 
So you mentioned about the um, the big brewers kind of fading away and um, and all of that, and there's a lot of concern in the beer industry at the moment that we might be starting to see a bit of a swing back towards that sort of industry <coughs> with recent buyouts by mm. bigger breweries of some yeah. of the smaller craft breweries. So yeah. where do you kind of see the future of that as, as going for us? a very, very good point, and it's very, very disturbing. I mean, we've lost Fuller's this year. Fuller's bought by Asahi of Japan. But at least Asahi are brewers. Yeah. The most terrible thing that happened a few weeks ago was Green King being bought by Hong Kong property developers. Now, what do property developers want Green King for? They want them because Green King have two and a half thousand pubs yeah. and hotels. What will they do? Will they asset strip them? If they do, they won't need a brewery, will they? And I think this is a, a really worrying trend. I mean, Heineken have taken... 29% stake in Beavertown in North London. Beavertown, modern craft brewery, very good beers. But Heineken have a record of, first of all, taking 29% and then taking 50, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, not 29, 49%, 49% in Beavertown. Do you think there might be a slight difference this this time around with the search? You know, are brewer are they kind of independent brewers a lot better and more innovative now and are they still getting a bit more control over it and are the bigger brewers maybe just kind of overseeing that process more than maybe they would have been in maybe the 70s and 80s mm. or is it just something we just need to kind of wait and see i suppose yeah i think the jury is out we just don't know i mean for example we mentioned fullers now very soon now fullers would normally be launching their vintage ale they brew a vintage ale once a year Will it actually be brewed this year by Asahi? We don't know. Asahi say they want to turn London Pride into an international brand. Oh, it fills me with horror. It won't be a cast conditioned beer if it's an international brand. It's going to be a filtered keg beer, isn't it? Yeah. So just bringing it back to tonight and um, to the festival, I mean, have you been to this festival before or have you been to this particular venue? Because it has moved around over the years. No, but, uh, <coughs> this is my first time. I'm very impressed. It's a lovely venue, isn't it? Yeah, it's you beautiful. Could, yeah, yeah. Be we're very lucky. Really. Especially after a couple, probably a couple of, well, venues previous to this maybe underwhelming this is a probably <laughs> it's it's nice that it's really cemented itself mm. at this venue and it's it's interesting it's got character it's mm. it's got history and it's got yeah. you know it's got the um Kellam island brewery and that's you right. know it's got the history in, <coughs> in terms of um but you know uh, what what is it you're kind of doing tonight then you've got you've got a, a, a talk coming on yeah but i'm doing a talk about ipa <coughs> to go with my book about ipa and i've chosen six beers which starts with a beer from Abbeydale. Oh, <laughs> By sheer coincidence. And then mainly local beers, not all local beers, but uh, most of them are local beers. And um, <coughs> we've got, uh, I'm told it's sold out, 25 people, so that's good. Fantastic. Yeah. So and, probably uh, to it's, it's just amazing the way in which IPA has come back from the dead. Yeah. Uh, do you have a... Um, do you have a favourite IPA, uh, maybe traditional or maybe something more modern? Do you have a couple that you, you try to look out for or you maybe go back to more than, more than <coughs> well, others? We're talking about draft bass being hard to find. I mean, one of the genuine 19th century IPAs still available is Worthington White Shield. Where do you find that these days? It's owned by Molson Coors and they're putting all their money behind another bottled beer called Doombar, <laughs> which... All over the label it says Cornish beer, Cornish beer. No, it's not. It's brewed in bloody Burton on Trent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do see, you've seen the, uh, the bottle conditioned, um, the other one, the, 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 the word, yeah. Um, so do, do, you have, do you have a favourite that you, you, do you drink at the minute or have you got any, you recommend to anybody who maybe 
Maybe it doesn't go for an IPA generally. Um, doesn't go for an IPA generally. <coughs> when we mentioned Thornbridge, I think Jaipur IPA is a very, very good beer. Um, but there are so many now. <coughs> I mean, in my part of the world, um, there's a brewery called uh, Mad Squirrel. <laughs> Brewers have these ridiculous names now. <laughs> but they do a very good IPA. Um, and they're all over the place. Um, one in Scotland called Fine Ale. Fine Ale, their IPA. Yes, I'm a big Fine beautiful, Ale fan. Yeah, well, yeah. often, often um, talks yeah. about Fine Ale. Yeah. Yeah. If, you, if you go to Edinburgh on the train, Waverley Station, walk over the road to the Guildford Arms, which is a wonderful, beautiful pub, and you'll get Fine Ale in there. Um, oh, uh, St Austell, proper job. That is a very, very good IPA. Actually, picked one of those up in the, in the supermarket last night. It's mm-hmm. nice to see that, you know, you are getting um, some of these beers like Jaipur, my local Tesco, and I, get, I can get Jaipur on proper job. <coughs> and it's only little, you know, it's not the big the big supermarkets. Um, how, 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 how do you find the influence on that? Problem. You mentioned supermarkets. Yes, my pub around the corner where I had that disaster with pedigree. <laughs> Over the road, there's a Tesco. I can buy proper job or Adams Goshen, another lovely beer for a fraction of the price and pubs cannot compete with the supermarkets mm. that's why pubs are closing they just can't compete with supermarkets so what's the solution then have you, have you, have you thought about you had to yep. get down to about this <laughs> there's a campaign building saying that um, when we leave the european union i don't want to get into the brexit <laughs> debate but if and when we leave the european union for good or for bad the british government can then can then have its own uh, tax system. At the moment, you have to go along with the EU directives on this, but you can have different tax and duty for different styles of beer. And what we're saying is that draft beer in pubs, not just cask beer, but all draft beer in pubs, should have lower rates of duty than the beer sold in supermarkets, and that will give a boost, a boost to to draft beer. Because I mean, as I. You know, if in the south of England, I mean, I've paid as much as six pounds for a pint of beer in London. Um, it's ruinously expensive. No wonder people go to supermarkets because it's just so much cheaper. But we're just losing pubs ten a week. Terrible. We're losing the heartbeat of the country. I mean, okay, here we are in Sheffield. We've got lots and lots of pubs. If you're in a small country village with one pub and that pub closes, you've lost your community. You've got to keep these pubs going yeah that's yeah, really important yeah, yeah they have so much more value don't they than just somewhere to yeah. buy beer yeah, um, yeah. that's not just what yeah. the pubs and bar with the exception of finland we are the most heavily taxed beer producing nation within the european union we pay massive amounts of tax i mean the germans hardly tax beer at all <laughs> the italians don't bother <laughs> I suppose that the the silver line is that at least our beer tastes pretty good, and um, <laughs> oh. I'd be I'd be annoyed if I were drinking um, paying that much tax in a um, country that's probably just doing some it basic. It's never uh, been. I mean, I've been doing it for a long time. It's never been a better time to drink than this country now because the choice is just amazing. No, I think that's a perfect way to sum up. Uh, yeah, we definitely. thank you for your time. It's very much appreciated. I know you've had a probably a lot of people <laughs> pestering you tonight, and um, it's it's very much appreciated from from us all that um, you've given us that time. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you, Roger. So we've all been off and had a few beers. We're now we're now reunited. The Hopcast gang is reunited. Finally, after yeah, it's been um, a, f- a fairly hectic first night of. Sheffield yeah. I've not seen you for a couple of hours. I've just yeah. to I find even I find a, a very rarely drink with Sean. Really want to, even at Indie Man. It just, it just does his own thing. Disappears. Really work. 
Sean, just for the record, Sean's hammered. Absolutely hammered, aren't you? This is my that shopping it's, my, game. it's my fifth half of the night. That shopping game. He's hammered. Half, half Five halves. He's anyone. How I'm going to use Uber Uber in half no. an hour. Be essential is going to be open at half ten tomorrow. This yeah, is, I uh, am on duty tomorrow morning, so I've smashed it. And I, so as it happens, everybody's telling me they couldn't understand what I was saying on the stage anyway. So I could have had eight pints and got pissed and no, mumbled something. Crystal clear, the mic. mate. I recorded it. But, uh, is that just an anti Barnsley thing or is that a volume thing? Uh, it could have been anti Barnsley. I did say get your, si- get your sin outdoors. Yeah, did I it thought you announced that really well. Did I? Oh, yeah, there I you thought go, so, then. yeah. Thanks for so, uh, building well, let's, confidence. Let's, you're, let's, re- you're rebuilding my confidence. Let's reflect on that because um, Little Critters, uh, Nutty Ambassador was in the five for the final. It, it wasn't didn't the final. get in the top three. Won last year, didn't get in the top three. Um, and I suppose, in a way, a bit of a, a bit of a surprise winner in uh, Triple Point. Uh, triple Point, uh, can we call them serial award winners? Certainly, they are regular. Well, yeah, they've won two award winners. Made, made decently sized ba- big festival ba- Barrow, awards recently. Hill locally, and, uh, and this one. So they're not they're not strangers to awards, certainly. So for anybody who probably doesn't know, who Triple Point are it's the let's say the rebirth of Sentinel which we covered in season. yeah it's not the rebirth of Sentinel well, yeah, it's, the, it's in the same venue and I'm very unfair on yeah. them it's in the same location on Shoreham Street but the current business and owners George who collected his certificate earlier um, they, they have um, no connection at all to uh, the previous Sentinel brewery other than I think Alex works as a consultant brewer uh, for them uh, currently, but is not part of the current ownership. There you go. Fair That's enough. as I understand it. I yeah. think yeah. yeah. he's allowed to. Fair yeah. square. That's all the numbers. Yeah, it was yeah. by some distance that they actually won the. Uh, they the did by a mile. So. Yeah. So well done. This is very um, interesting. Laura, how's your how's your night been? I've had a lovely time. I've had quite a few beers. I've tried a good range of beers. I think I've covered the whole spectrum from light to dark. I've had cask and keg. Had a cask sour from Beer Inc, which I really enjoyed. Double dry hopped pink nice. grapefruit beer, which was very That's nice. On my list, actually. Oh, my yeah, it was lovely. Um, t- a tiny bit of me thought maybe this would have been nicer if it was colder and fizzier, but I still really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, started the night off on a mild, which is always a good start to any evening. Um, Chime with Roger was one of my highlights. What a lovely man he is. This is really boring, isn't it? We're, we're drinking, we're actually, we're drinking we're, the Alvesty again. We're, we are drinking the beer that. Oh, you've full circle. At the start of the. You are night. known as the Boar Boys uh, on this podcast. The Boar so Boys. The Boar Boys. Boar Boys. Yeah. Ball Boys. Boring oh, yeah. Boys. The no, Boar oh, Boys. <laughs> yeah. It's like so a really fat animal, isn't you, it? You drinking the same well, beer boy. again and again <laughs> is no surprise no, to most of our listeners. I'm bookending the podcast. That's all I'm doing. Start start and finish. There have yeah, been yeah. beers yeah. in between. Yeah, I, I have to be honest. I have stuck to very similar beers. I've had some very good. I've had a few. I've had a brewery that I've never had before. I've been Credence or something. Yeah, yeah. Very, I very good that beer. When you had it, it was way. the uh, Life of Riley Two. Apparently, very, very good. Recommended by some of the staff for my first beer. As I was kind of scanning aimlessly. Um, yeah, and they're going to go by about Electric Bear, which is called Word. Which is pretty good. It's called Word, like with loads of R's in it. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's called Word. W E R R. As in like Anton Deck style. Word. 
I'm, very good. I'm currently drinking a beer that is inspired by Laura. Oh, what is it, Sean? It is. So, um, you set us a little bit of a challenge yesterday for us three to try and guess your your beer of the festival in terms yeah, of which one rubbish. you want to try. So we did loads of guesses, but it forced me to look more uh, in a more detailed manner at what beers were available. And I stumbled across a, a brewery called Chin Chin Brewery, who I think are based in West Yorkshire. And they have a, a beer on that's got chilli in. It's a little sort of chocolate stout. I'm being okay. very amateurish in describing it other than that. But the description said that the chilli was in for just warmth and flavour rather than the heat. Of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I detest chilli in beers. Detest it. Um, but this is the best chilli beer I've ever had because uh, you can hardly taste the chilli. The warmth is there, the heat is there, but there's no burn on the end of it. So it's called Dead Disco, I believe, which was a nice name, and I, I thought the name might have been a beer that you might I have I do like that for. name. Yeah. I do, yeah. Dead Disco. Can I'll I clarify it? that in a few moments, but it's, it's got some lovely warmth to it, and, and so... I've not sucked many chilli beers because I don't really like them, but I've Ooh, had a few. Yeah. But that, that's a nice, it's a nice beer. Yeah. yeah Chin Chin Brewery. Just a nice little tingle yeah, yeah. at the back. Yeah, it's got a tingle, yeah. I like the tingle. It's in the coma of the... Uh, <laughs> it, it probably is the chicken coma, but I, I did start on chicken comas as a curry lover, and I'm now quite happily... Uh, taking on uh, something slightly spicy (laughs) you do seem like a madras kind of boy no I'm more a Thai curry person or for lunch today I had a Nepalese curry from Hungry Buddha of course in the market but uh, Thai green curry is uh, perfect for me Plenty of heat, Curry plenty cast. of creamy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You are the most cosmopolitan person from Barnsley. Well, oh, I thought you were going to say here tonight. Sorry. Uh, so from Barnsley is a. You are the most cosmopolitan person I can, from I can, Barnsley I can now see here that, tonight. I can see that that's no longer a compliment, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm just um, scanning the room, and it's a very much of a, a brewers uh, and pub kind of. It is trade tonight. night. It, yeah, it is trade night. Like, it is very well. Like but it's very much open to the public, isn't it, on a Wednesday? Well, if you look no behind really, there, no yeah. really if you look behind you two now, I do. I only recognise one person out of that whole gang of perhaps 20, 20 to thirty people. So. Yeah, and, they're, and they're, that's a young table, isn't it? That as well. They're, they're all young guys. What have we got? Yeah, two females on on this table to his left. Another one, uh, gang of lads on that middle table, which is perhaps more typically be a festival but they're, they're so you have not seen for a while Gary from Lincoln Gary from Lincoln I think he's sat in a portal he might be back in Lincoln by now someone's sure. just come to sit on Gary from Lincoln's table but I, I can let you in on something the two other guys he was with who I said I knew I did actually know and I checked with them this morning and their last train to Lincoln was 10 to 9 wow and so they they, they will be on their way home uh, currently oh. I miss Gary from Lincoln. I, I went and had a word with him after and explained that uh, he was part of... He, he said, which radio channel are you on again? And I explained again that we were a podcast. And and, and he so said, well, I know, but I know you're a podcast, but what radio channel are you on? So he then twigged that 
uh, that we were online and so I gave him all the details and his, his two friends uh, were more savvy than him with the internet and so I think we'll guide him and it, it, I, I explained that he would be able to listen to himself he should have just so, lied so I think our our listening figures might increase by three oh, Lincoln with a with a Lincolnshire it may be worth it worth a Facebook sponsorship in Lincolnshire just to ride on on that success maybe next could, month maybe we could sell this uh, this podcast to franchise uh, it franchise it the Lincoln Hop Lincoln. yeah 102.2 from the Humber to the Wash you, you know <laughs> You know the lot, don't you? I think the Sheffield Brewers scene is kind of very, still quite collaborative and friendly and stuff. Like, because like you look through there and you got Smod Squad. Yeah. I, I actually, I don't think it's, I don't think it's unique to Sheffield. I think it's a beer think, industry well, yeah, wide thing, like, but nice it is like, you know how in Sheffield we're really lucky that wherever you go, you always know somebody. I've always said that. The beer community in the UK is like if Sheffield was a industry instead of a town. If that doesn't really make any sense, does it? But like, no, like you, you bump so into people, people like wherever you go in Sheffield, whatever you do in beer, you always find somebody that you know. Yeah. Or if you don't find somebody I you know, you find somebody who knows somebody that you know. Yeah. You can find, even in when we were on holiday, um, we were seven. No, 5,700 miles away from home and we were in a little bar around the corner from our hotel in a town called Oakland. We saw a bottle of uh, tequila that had a label that looked quite a lot like uh, St. Mars's branding and said to the guy behind the bar, can we look at that bottle? Looks like uh, the, a new brewery to Sheffield. They're called St. Mars the Desert. It's run by some people who had a brewery in America called Pretty Things. And this guy looked at us and went, no way you know Dan and Martha do they still make Jackdaw and I was like wow (laughs) so that was really nice and uh, it was quite a nice example of how beer I think is a very inclusive and uh, you know wider reaching than geography would suggest it's nice to see it like a still like relatively traditional style festival as well we're not talking like indie man like where where to be seen we're talking about like a, a regional camera beer festival and like there's Tons of people just like you know, just having a good time. Yeah, and really laid back, really chilled yeah. out. Everyone I just it might be having a bit messy nice of the weekend at some point, but yeah. generally speaking, as we yeah. are now, it's very. Well, I'll be back on uh, Saturday this year for the day. Um, we're wearing mon- one of my other many hats, uh, selling charity cake oh, on behalf are. of Seven Hills Women's Institute. Ooh. I'm also so, here on Saturday. I will buy yeah. one of your charity cakes. So uh, it'll be nice to, to see, sell, nice to see the <laughs> different vibe I like uh, at cake. the weekend as well. Yeah, yeah. If Sean baked a cake, what cake would it be? I feel it'd be like a rice crispy cake, something that's quite. It's just, it just does what, what it says it on the tin. A cornflake bun. Uh, no, textures on both of those are just a little bit too fairy no, cake. Too crisp. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a softer cake type of guy. Fa- fairy bun. Fairy, cake. fairy bun's a bit too simplistic, so isn't it? All the kids make them. You know, get those little uh, edible paper things that you stick on Put your on face a on it. Get some beer central like, ones. Mickey Mouse on it. Yeah. Now, it would be some sort of luxurious, oozing uh, chocolate cake. Like a fondant. Yeah. So I'm yeah. now thinking whether or not we could actually... Can you get those, those little edible... Paper you things. can get them printed. Yeah. Could you get them with anything? Because yeah. I'm thinking if we did like a Sean Clark cake with Sean's face on but it, you can get full cakes printed with photos on them. They'd sell like hot, hot cakes. cakes. <laughs> hot cakes. Yeah. 
Uh, or Barnsley uh, cakes. Or Sean cakes. Cold cakes. like Sean cakes. I wouldn't want to be associated with a hot cake, uh, particularly. Um, what about a hop cake? Hop cake. I'll tell you what, hop I don't cake. like hot cross buns. It might be a little bit like a space that. cake. They're terrible. Awful. You can get from anything M&S, with currants you can get in, raisins in, you can get Christmas like a, a salted oh, caramel no. version of hot cross buns that are very nice from MS. No, no. But I agree with that, I'm yeah. Convinced. But I'm not into like Christmas pudding, Christmas cake, any of that stuff. I'm not into that. Custard is also awful. Um, so I don't like trifle either. Anyway, we're getting on to food, food cast. Yeah, I was just thinking, you this said, is not quite going high. You can tell which two of us were born and bred in Barnsley. Can you tell that two of us at least have enjoyed that more than the, the beer <laughs> bit? <laughs> Has anybody had a favourite beer so far tonight? Just Almasty. By, oh, by my mind. mind. There we go. Yeah. I think it's great. I've really enjoyed. There's a, um, a Lupuloid Equinot IPA from Buxton oh, in the yeah, Kite Bar that. that I really liked. And um, the Lazy Turtle coconut chocolate stout I thought was so excellent as well complete, yeah, com- complete other ends of the spectrum yeah then. but both very good and delivered what they were supposed to do so both really enjoyed very good I had quite, I had quite a nice um, University of Sheffield um, beer that was like I think it was brewed at Sheffield Beer Company but it was called like it was, I think it was like some university kind of Oh uh, yeah, it was thing. designed to sort of welcome the students and stuff, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, fresh start, fresh start. I think it was called. Which, uh, that was like something like what was it? One pound ten for a third. So it was yeah, a proper, it was really fine. cheap. Yeah, it was um, decent. Yeah, good beer for the price. Yeah. There we go. So is that, that wrap, is that wrapping up for the I year think, then? Yeah, I think is that's that it. it. Is my taxi purring? Oh, what time are you going home, Sean? Uh, what time are we on now? Half About past nine. nine. Half it's nine. only half past nine. I'm going to squeeze one more drink in before uh, Ubering my way out of Bloody uh, hell. town. So Do Ubers go to Barnsley? They uh, will if you pick them up. They don't go to Barnsley, but we, we live just on the Rotherham side of the border. Ah, all right. So I can, I can con them all the way home by saying, yeah, we're just down here. Just flick Keep going. Just another, another 40 just miles. Five minutes. Just five more minutes. Yeah. Just around this corner. Does anybody know where we are in November? Because me and um, Laura looked and we don't know where we are in November. We've got I a bit of bonfire somewhere, have we? Was that the one month this year? Bonfire? I think we always, uh, December obviously we do the... Uh, crawl. Christmas crawl. Yeah. Christmas crawl, yeah. And then, yeah, I don't think we have a... Did we have, is that a blank space? Ooh. I think we have a space. Wow. Have we got a date in the diary or nope. not? That's why we're, that's why we're a bit worried. <laughs> I think I've probably got a date in the diary already. Uh, well, Laura's not got one. From the Laura's spreadsheet that we showed in, in January. So I, I'm hoping this has not changed. <laughs> we, can, we can work to that. We can work to that. What no, if, anybody to, if anybody wants to come and do a podcast in there, folks. What about yeah, we, we invite, have our own, little, ideas then. our own little bonfire somewhere in a pub beer garden in... It'd be, be, be a bit noisy. <laughs> shake, if we had a little bonfire, a little, little make his own little bonfire. Back and shake you something. I feel mm. like places that we've not been that we should go. I feel like uh, St. Mars of the Desert we've not been to, which we should go to. Yeah. Uh, Lost Industries Tap. I've spoken to two, spoke to two people tonight we've not been. One was the Blake, and one was uh, the Wisewoods, still, which we haven't done. But, um, Wellington we've not been to. Yeah. Now Burn does a great yeah. job there. This this is going to call out all the people who actually listen to it. Who are pubs? Give us give us a nudge, and we'll. Uh, yeah. I mean, and literally, if anyone is still listening by this point, if you want to suggest <laughs> somewhere that we should go for, <laughs> if November, anyone would like to host us, yeah, come to your house know. if you want. Doing your, doing your front we're, we're, we're four well. halves a beer. We're very cheap. Four halves. Yeah. Your hours. Living room, fine. Attic room, you know, if you. 
be watching some on telly that night. Does November, be... other than bonfires, does November have any other links to anything else? November. Christmas shopping. So Meadowall, maybe. Was it November last year That's that we went to Meadowall? Where does Paul's in Meadowall? <laughs> <laughs> steel, whatever, yeah. Anything else in November? Anything culturally relevant in November? No wonder we've got Christmas. We're kind we're of November thinking past so November though, aren't we? You're, you're, in November, you're always thinking about what's to come. You're not thinking about November. No. If you're listening... Could we do, could we do like a special hopcast from like the Sheffield Christmas lights what switch if, on or something? Yeah, what if... Yeah, or <laughs> from Fargate... Yeah. Like Fargate, or from the um, Polish We could just, we could be the people that turn up no. with a load of cans, just <laughs> get, get smashed on the side. What if of the we road? all go out the back of bar stools or something with our favourite firework from? <laughs> it's not very fire night. Uh, it's not very audio. Uh, bring it. It is full well, of bangs and whizzes and, and stuff. That will be. That basically, we're going to set some buildings on fire. Catherine Wheel. I'm up for that. I'm up for that. If anybody's listening, I'm, I'm down for a bit of arson. I'm alright with it. I will put a tweet out for some suggestions. Right. Fire big We've got a month. We're gonna, this is going to go on for hours. So we're going to wrap you're, it you're up. You've not got a month. You've got about two and a half weeks, haven't you? Really? If we go back to the, uh, this is a late one. Uh, yeah. Well, Hello, um, still there. <laughs> I think it's been a very good first night of Sheffield Beer Festival. It will be a very good um, weekend for anyone that comes down. Uh, I'm here on Saturday. I think Laura's here on Saturday. Yeah, come buy some cake. Uh, yeah, definitely buy cake from uh, from Laura. Seven hours go you are. Again, just a big, uh, huge well, uh, a huge mention for all the guys that make this happen because they do a fantastic, fantastic job. Grudgingly, got to say well done to Sean for putting on the um, the champion beer of Sheffield as well because that was uh, that was really good and um, I think a, a worthy winner. It was. Very nice, and we'll be back in November. Thanks we'll for all see our then. listeners as well, yeah, for putting up with our nonsense. <laughs> 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 nice tight finish there. Can't believe you listen. <laughs>